right on schedule to be on time tonight. I can't even believe it. Hey, this is Chris with Psychosource Magazine. We're getting ready to go live with Shop Talk Sunday, Sunday. Mike Draco, first in tonight. What's up, man? It's good to see you. Remember, hit the like and share button. Help us spread this program all over the motorcycle universe. It'll be good for us, good for you, good for motorcyclers. Let's have a good time tonight. Damn the cold. Yeah, Daytona, Diane, Marjorie, right around the corner, Daytona. We got some news on Daytona tonight. Great show, great show lineup. Two killer segments with guests tonight. Uh, Cincinnati in the house, good to see you here. Rob Nussbaum, New Jersey, our associate producer is here with us. Everybody, straighten up, sit up, act right. The ass prod is in the house. Don't go anywhere, we're going live with this one in just three minutes. Ted Bryan, Roanoke, good to see you, man. Three minutes, we're going live, stick around. two minutes now and we're going live with shop talk make sure you hit the like and share button let your friends and neighbors know that every sunday 9 p.m eastern we go live with 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit two wheel entertainment and more with shop talk Phillips, what's up, sub suckers? <laughs> Good to see you, man. Stephen Henderson, Pasco, Washington State. Did you get your hammer last week? My hammer? No, I didn't get the hammer. Damn it. <laughs> but I'm still working on it. I did get a box of pan breaks, so I'm one for one. That's right. Just a minute. We're hitting the one minute line. Close now. Tony Tello. Good to see you, man. Medford Mass in the house. Represent the cold northeast. One minute. We're going live. I was actually going to come on and say one minute. What the hell? Let's just go. But I almost got threatened last week for doing a show early. I think I'll stay away from the early side. <laughs> Mississippi Coast. What's it like in Mississippi right now, Jesse? Tell us all about it. Kieran, what's up, man? Hey, you know that chat box, that's up throughout the show. We want to hear from you guys, too. Don't just let us do all the talking. Join in. Let your voice be heard on Shop Talk. About 11 seconds left, I think it's time to get this one up on the tracks, out of the station, and start rolling with this week's shop talk. Let's get ready and go. 
ride scooter tramps and chopper jockeys all across the land it is exactly nine o'clock on the east coast and that means it's time for another episode of shop talk i'm your host chris callen from cycle source magazine 50 floors below the street level here in the dennis kirk motorcycle studio so good to be here on sunday we're gonna get right to it because we got a hell of a show tonight i'm gonna bring the crew in what's up everybody how y'all doing tonight Howdy, howdy. I feel like you should get a prize. For being on time? I uh, know. You're, you're going to be late for your own funeral. I'm so getting so good at this reading. I'm, I'm getting so good at this reading digital number thing on my phone. <laughs> 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 right? Oh, wait oh, a minute. Oh, Can boy. I get an amen? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh. See, I told you that $180 we spent on Stream Deck wasn't going to go to waste. Well, I have, I still, I have Stream Deck on my phone, and I really, honestly need to know if it will screw you up if I push buttons, or uh, can I make noise too? Let's give it a try. What's worse than that? I don't know. Give it a shot. See what happens. So, y'all, if I accidentally disconnect, if you the crash show, the show, <laughs> I don't know about crash the show. We'll be right back. It is warmer fifty floors down. Tim Carnes is asking. Yeah, it's because you're sweating your ass off walking up and down the steps. The freaking elevator doesn't work. <laughs> Bastard. Yeah, buddy. That's the only way we get our cardio around. That's right. Cycle Source Magazine, home of the low-budget rockers. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, great show tonight. We have, like, packed from end to end. We have some tech stuff. Um, James Simonelli coming in from um, from from uh, Tucker to give us some tech performance upgrades. Uh, we have the one and only Happy from Hairball on is going to be fantastic in the second part of the show. We have... Um, a new segment that we're starting with the magazine that I can't wait to tell you guys about called Unsung. But I guess I should start the show off like we normally do and tell you guys that if this is the first time that you're watching Shop Talk, you're asking, what is it? 90 to 120 minutes, all the bullshit we can fit. We bring on some guests. We have some entertainment. We talk motorcycle talk, and we usually start the whole thing off with a little segment we like to call the news. First up in the news tonight, ZZ Top in concert August 11th. Guess where? Of course it's the Buffalo Chip. It's the only place big enough to have these cats. But they're joining, uh, what did it say there, Kid Rock? Yes. So, you know, if you had any doubts, like was 80th the big one and why even bother going to the 81? Looks like on the Wolfman Jack stage, they are not going to disappoint at the Buffalo Chip this year. And, you know, that brings us real quick. We got to talk about the fact that event season is coming. Like, Daytona is weeks away. Yeah, right? That's the one I wanted to hit right there. Weeks away, and uh, God willing, we're going to get back to some sense of of normalcy, right? Yeah, I refuse to have a new normal. Well, we were talking about in in pre-show, Mark, before you got here, um... You know, last year was Hairball's 20th anniversary. Oh, yeah. You know, and they were completely, like, can you imagine reaching such a milestone and yeah. not being able no. to celebrate it the entire year? Yeah, they celebrate every time they hit the stage. They oh, my so gosh, right? They kill it. But yeah. so, Well, kind of, Chris, you had that. You turned 50, and we didn't really get to celebrate. Like, we had all these great plans, and... She just loves to say it. She <laughs> loves to say the F word in a sentence about me. Oh, just... Okay, moving on to some more news. Um, I almost think this should be batshit crazy news, but we won't do that. Let's do it anyway. You want to? Uh-huh. 
Okay. What's batshit crazy news? <laughs> see, <laughs> that, now see, now we blew it. Yeah. All right, let's just go with it. So, um, Indian celebrates the Chiefs' 100th birthday by launching three new motorcycles. Hmm. Um, suspiciously, one of them looks a, an awful lot like an FXR. But the one cool thing I can say right off the bat is the uh, tubular frame design. One of my biggest complaints about some of the Indian models were the manufactured looking componentry that the you know, motorcycle you know the engine sat in like the whole seemed like the whole frame and everything was just like a big stamp part yeah this is definitely a move in the right direction but it's definitely it definitely screams fxr right yeah a little bit so blondie we're looking for words of wisdom and take um, it don't knock it till you try it <laughs> You really liked the Scout, so... I did. Give it a go. I did. Well, Open I, your mind and the rest will follow. I'll tell you what. I don't know where I got that. Yeah, what, is Jim wow. Morrison up Listen, there with you or yeah, something? Yeah, we'll, we'll be back to you in about an hour or so when you come down a little bit. <laughs> when that peyote wears <laughs> off. It must have been the, the oxygen deprivation. She's up there smoking the weed without me. Weed. So <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, like... This is the thing that we keep talking about, because last week we were talking about, you know, the Pan American and what if with Harley and, you know, like Indian and their new motorcycles. And maybe that's a little bit like the FXR. One company that really seems to get it as far as like, you know, it, it seems like hit after hit. And that's the next up in our news is Royal Enfield is back in the news with the announcement of their 2021 Royal Enfield Himalayan. Now. That looks like an adventure bike. And if you go by the, the same thing that they did with their last releases, the price was in line. It was a solid product. I'm super excited to see what this thing's all about. So that launches tomorrow. Bike has already started reaching, reaching the dealerships across India. I'm quite sure by now you must have seen the images of the new model. Biggest update on the 2021 Royal Enfield Himalayan is the inclusion of Tripper Navigation. Now, see, Heather's already on to this. Oh, we can't even break any news around you, Blondie. Sorry. <laughs> I see somebody mentioned that uh, Carrie Hart built one of those uh, new ones, I guess. Uh, Indian gave him a bike to do. That thing turned out pretty cool. <clears throat> well, Hallman said it was Bitcoin, and I'm like, is that virtual? How many passwords do you have to have to be able to write it? <laughs> and can you actually find it? Then he, he came back and said, bitching, not Bitcoin. <laughs> that, that damn Jason, money on the mind, you know? So um, I said that we had a killer show lineup, and we have a lot of stuff to get through here. So before <coughs> we waste too much more time with our particular brand of jocularity, we're going to cut right to our first guests, the co-creators of The Dehaven. <music> Natalie Aaron, what's up? What's up, guys? How's it going, man? It's going pretty well. Just keeping warm over here. <laughs> <laughs> looking, looking forward to event season as much. Definitely. As you, yeah, right. <laughs> God, twenty twenty, man, was almost more than I can than I can even think about. Still, like, just ah. Uh. Yeah, the, ma the majority of stuff got uh got canceled, but uh, Natalie and myself definitely found some time to keep traveling and getting uh, new projects done yeah that's fair i'd say that i mean i know for myself for 2020 i got a lot of road time in it was kind of a blessing. 
<laughs> you know, that the, that was one of the biggest things. Like, for anybody in business, the one saving grace about all of the downtime was it really gave you time to focus on business. Like, I know here, here in the office, we got more of the – you know, the house cleaning work that you do at a business done more of the details that you're always like, God damn, I forgot that again. And you want to get back to it. And the, in the hustle, there's, there's always more important things coming at you, but that gave us the time to do that. And I feel in a lot of ways, a lot of us collectively have found new ways to do business. It's yeah. very true. You know, when we came across you guys, and I mean, Aaron, we've met you a couple of times before, Natalie. I don't think I had had the pleasure of meeting you until we were at Wheels of Steel. Um, one of the things I loved about it is that, and this sounds corny when I say it, but seeing you guys launch an entirely new brand during a pandemic gave so many people so much hope that, yes, you can overcome this. And there are ways that you can come out on the positive on the on the positive on the other side of it. So kudos to you for for not only making a dream come true, but you know, You're doing, doing it, it during against the, the times odds. that we had. Yeah, definitely a challenge. I mean, we had a lot of downtime to sit and figure out new approaches and new tactics, but at the same time we were over here like ripping our hair out half the time because it was just like we were trying to get things rolling with the factory, trying to get you know product made and get things shipped to us shipping was a nightmare like we lost stuff things would get held up in like germany and italy and aaron was like i've been on the phone with like ups and <laughs> all day and i can't find our boxes and this and that and we're just like ah, you know but we just we powered through and got stuff figured out and like like you say you know we had a lot of downtime to get stuff figured out but um you know, just had to keep going with the day jobs and things too while we had them. But the world just slowed down so much. So there was a lot less running here, running there. So the times when you were out running around with your friends, doing things, you had the downtime at home to get all that other stuff figured out. So that was good. That was a good piece of it. Yeah, right on. And they even have friends. <laughs> What's going on over there? <laughs> Some people have those oh, work. Geez. Don't hate. So Whatever. let's uh, let's let's back up for just a second and introduce you guys to to people um, formally. And Aaron, let's start with you. Let's talk a little bit about your your history pre launching this brand with uh, with motorcycle apparel. Yeah, pre pre launching uh, this brand uh, for about fifteen years, I was in the surf and skate industry and uh, got to be a part of some really really good brands and really big brands and. Um, I'd reached a point where I was just tired of talking about skateboards and motorcycling was, was uh, riding bikes was always uh, another hobby of mine. And it seems like one year, most of us from the skate industry pivoted over to the moto industry. Um, so I kind of found uh, a niche in, in, in helping brands and helping people bring stuff to market and uh, putting my twist on some classic designs and bringing new designs to market. And, uh, all the hustling that I've been doing the past eight years in the moto industry has, uh, you know, got us to this point. And, uh, you know, I've, I was lucky to have the downtime this year and I was producing stuff for other brands and that stuff was being shipped in. So I had luckily a little bit of income going to uh, kind of perfect what we're doing now at the Dehaven. Right on. And 
Natalie, like, you know, speaking of, uh, of, of crossing over and, and this is kind of a generational thing too, because I, I sort of was at that, you know, whole place where I grew up with, with Dogtown and vans and the whole deal and, and skating. And, and, uh, at the same time from Western Pennsylvania, like I was all about motocross and all about cross country motocross racing. So that speaks to a whole nother side of your company with Natalie, with what you did previous to this brand. Right. Yeah. So prior to this, I was working with Troy Lee Designs, um, working on their motocross gear, anything from, you know, figuring out how the protective gear fit under the jerseys and the pants and stuff, getting the gloves made with the D3O in them for protection and all that. But at the same time, it's got to look really bitchin', you know, and super Troy style, like super vibrant colors and whatnot. Um, so just from a design aspect, you're really thinking outside of the box a lot and just trying to kind of push the envelope nonstop with Troy. But everything with Troy has to be super duper functional. You have to have ultimate protection. He was so huge and is still huge to this day about protection, you know, and ha coming up with the next best thing and what's out there, what's being tested, what's what's something that could be new, evolving that people don't have yet from anywhere from like helmets to the d3o elbow gear and whatever and gloves and whatnot so we were always really being pushed for like um protective functionality and things like that but then um crossing over even farther before the troy lee design gig which was probably one of my most favorite jobs ever um i worked in women's fashion at a it's it's like a small town girl fashion clothing <laughs> Maurice's but um I worked at their corporate office doing like design product development things like that coming up with daily wear you yeah. know and so fashion is like my ultimate underrooted passion like big time so um you take that pull some motocross and ride motorcycles everywhere and you put all that together and now we're building this thing where we're creating some really rad stuff for ladies to be able to ride in so she can look really good be ultimate protected and be a total freaking badass at the same time <laughs> well that's a trifecta right it. there yeah right so I, I i have to ask this first and i want to get to like a million other things i want to talk to you guys about but so thinking about like a, a job at troy lee you know i immediately like every other kid that ever threw a leg over a, a kx250 is is like Oh my God, that got to be the ultimate job. Was it, was it really, I mean, like, was that as, as cool as I probably think it was? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> That's awesome. Cause you don't, you don't always hear that yet. Like usually, <laughs> usually they tell you, you know, you never want to meet your heroes. You know what I mean? And, and you never want to have that job to be able to say, Oh, once I got on the inside, it sucked. <laughs> well, no, total opposite. In fact, once I started working there, like one of my first days, they're like, yeah, ride your bike in, whatever you need. If you need to pull it in the back, like if you ever, ever need to put it on the lift, do whatever, like bring it in, use whatever you need. And they like roll up the huge shop doors in the back. And it's just like a plethora of tools and tires and bikes and parts and like tready knobby tires everywhere and everything. And they're just like, whatever you need, just help yourself. And I'm just like, good grief. So it's like you ride your bike to work every day. 
you roll up and pull up next to all these other people who ride in like people are super passionate anywhere from like i think i was probably the only one who rode a harley and i was riding my fxr at the time and um but everyone else has like bitchin enduro bikes and just it's awesome but then you know you gotta work obviously too so it's like you gotta focus on you know, designing gear, you're, you're calling, emailing vendors, doing fabric approvals, color swatches, you know, the work deal. But then Troy comes in and it's like, Hey guys, Hey, I still, I got this idea. I got this idea. You know, we're all like, Whoa, just like slow down a second. You know, I'm in the middle of something. And that's awesome. But then it was like, you know, any random day he'd be like, so, you know, how's that protective gear coming along that you're working on? How's that new chest protector? And I'm like, oh, it's great. You know, like it goes under this jersey really nice. And like, he's like, well, what should we go out to like Glen Helen on Thursday and test them out? Like we'll pack up a cooler and we'll just go take all the bikes out. And like, I'm like, sure. Okay. You know, I'm like, this is my job. This is what I'm getting paid yeah, to do. You're literally killing me right now. Literally <laughs> oh. killing me. <laughs> So, you know, this this kind of makes sense now because one of the things that I, I got the impression right off the bat from from looking through your stuff, and you guys can hit this up too at the thehaven.com, um, you know, it's really cool because like the, the history of motorcycling, you know, it was always just about like who we were and, you know, everything was real casual and that's kind of where... You know, I, I see those style cues and the stuff that you're doing, but now it makes sense how you're you're fitting in that functionality part of it you know so it's not just that that laid back back look that kind of harkens to motorcycle history but you know there's purpose behind it too yeah big time big time i would say that you know as far as that goes that's a huge thing that aaron and i both really end up feeding off of each other big time on and you know it, it's like imagine a roaring fire and people are throwing gasoline at it from both angles it's like that's how aaron and i Get when we start talking about these ideas so he's got a lot of great background in history in doing what he has done with moto clothing apparel jackets everything for years and going way back into skate and all that so he knows how things need to move and function and then you take my pieces of it that i like in there and we start talking about these ideas that we get and it's just like it's like a bunch of girls at a slumber party just freaking out. Oh my gosh! Da, 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 you know, we're one hundred fifty ideas, and we can't even get them out of our mouth quick enough. And um, yeah, we, we always aim to have a fifteen-minute conversation, and it ends up being a two-hour or three-hour conversation. Right, right on. on. So, Aaron, you said you come from the surf and skate world. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you have any formal training in apparel design? No, I just kind of uh, learned how to wing it for my entire uh, professional career. I had uh, some guy ask me if I could make something one time. And uh, I was always taught just say yes to everything. Because right when, when the door opens, take it. Uh, so I had to immediately how to, you know, figure out how to, how to work patterns, how to, uh, how to fix patterns. And then, uh, then, you know, I, like most uh, people, you know, that started out a lot younger than I did. It's, uh, you know, buying old equipment and cutting it up and figuring out what's wrong with it and how to fix it. So I just kind of took that approach to, to everything. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to, you know, have some have some really good um, materials at my disposal. And I got to, uh, to you know, fix a lot of products and help, help people bring a lot of cool products to, to light. Um, 
you know, in the, in the skate industry, I got to watch how, um, you know, we, we grew those brands over the years and how to make an impact and how to make, you know, a statement piece stand out. Uh, so that's kind of, kind of what we're doing with this brand. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the stuff that we wear daily that people always ask us, Hey, where can you buy that? And for me, I just have a lot of a one of a kind items because, uh, I, I just make stuff personally for myself and I would go out and get reactions from people. And if it was good enough, I, you know, would release them in other brands that I worked for, but now I'm, you know, capable or, you know, we have the opportunity to uh, basically launch my own private closet here, stuff that I've been doing for myself personally. And uh, my enough of my friends have been asking about it. So it's, it's, it's now or never. And, during the whole pandemic, you know, we had time to really clean up our act and and really figure out the whole process. And um, you know, we're 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 excited on where this thing can go. And uh, you know, all of our friends and 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 our industry, you know, insider friends are really helping fuel our fire at the at, at the moment. How uh, how the Tuians get together? We met each other on the V Twin Visionary Tour. Um, it's kind of funny that we never met each other before that time because we were so close to each other and all these moving pieces that happened. Um, But uh, we sat down to have some barbecue with a couple friends and they pointed at us and said, you guys need to sit sit beside each other and start talking. And just like Natalie said, it's like two girls at a slumber party. We immediately, (laughs) immediately kicked it off and uh, went for a ride together. And then it's just snowballed after that. Right on. Well, and I, I like the way that you said it too in your in your bio. Um, it was something about why would any woman want to buy one of my designs? You know, exactly. I you know I was I was the head of another big brand, and I I worked my butt off to uh, to relaunch another brand in the industry, and super proud of what I did there. Um, but I could never go on camera or push through social media like what it was that I was trying to fix about women's gear. Um, it just wouldn't come come across authentic. So, you know, when I had that, when it, when the factory approached me to to launch my own brand, I could have made women's gear, but I have no business talking about women's gear. And uh, it was about three months after I started it is when me and Natalie uh, met, and I I went back to my hotel that night, and I was like, this has got to work out. I mean, this you know you get a gut feeling about somebody when you meet them. And it was shortly after the V Twin Visionary Tours when I called her and uh, we met in person at a diner, and I just said, "I want you to be a part of this." And uh, we were just both had the same thought in our head, and it just it it took off after that. Well, it's funny too because that's long been one of Heather's complaints, you know, Absolutely. especially being a, a petite. I mean, Heather Heather's a small woman to begin with, you know, so the. The just general like, hey, anybody can wear this. One size fits all. Like that's that's always yeah, been one of her Yeah, it doesn't complaints. work. And things are always like I find that things are always too short in the back and always too short in the sleeves. And like I said, I'm I'm all of five four. And when you're riding, you want to be comfortable. You want to be protected. And so many people miss the mark. So to have a company that's geared specifically toward that and somebody who has the experience of Natalie, you know in fashion and in safety and 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 being a writer herself it's the perfect chemistry yeah we met each other at the right time and 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 natalie's like me i mean i'm 
I'm a stickler for aesthetics. Uh, you know, I, I like certain parts of my bike. I like my clothing to fit a certain way. And I, and I'm, I'm open. I know there's every shape and size. I mean, I've had to work on this stuff with other brands and make sure that, you know, when you're selling stuff to the masses, it needs to be able to fit the masses. And, uh, that's what, you know, especially Natalie has been going through and perfecting all of her designs so it can fit women the right way and fit the majority of women. A lot of brands, you know, you would go buy a women's jacket and it's only going to fit one girl in one size. And then when you scale it, it just fits the rest of the sizes very poorly. It ends up looking like a trash bag over top of somebody and females, you know, that's not the way you want to look. You want to yeah. aesthetically look good when you're riding a bike or if you're a passenger or if you're just out walking around on main street during one of the rallies. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So my, I have a question. Where did you get the name? So the name is, uh, is, a, is my part of my family. Uh, it was a fake name that, uh, my great grandfather used to get into the United States. He was, uh, he was a, he was a professional tennis player overseas and uh, all he wanted to do was play tennis. And he didn't want to die in a war. So he left and went to Canada because the U.S. wouldn't let him in. Uh, so he, they made him join the Air Force in Canada. And when the war was done, he left Canada and got into the U.S. and made up a new name. Um, oh, wow. so he could So he could get a tennis card in the United States. So he started that part of my family and uh, met my great-grandmother. They had a bunch of kids. And it wasn't until really later on in life where uh, everybody found out the real truth. So half my family is just a made up last name. So that was the, the Haven. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's he's passed. My great grandmother's passed. And the name has, you know, has since, you know, stopped at that point. So I really wanted to do something. And I get a, a from from what my family has told me, I get a lot of my uh, my traits from him. So I wanted to kind of do something to, to keep keep that name going. You know, that's really, really cool, though. I mean, that's, I that's, that. that's really cool. It's so much better than like some, you know, we did a focus group and that says that, the, yeah. you know, the demographic between the ages of blah, 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 and some other. Exactly. Shit. No, it's great. I'm like, maybe it's like part of this person's name and part of this person's <laughs> name. And that's such a better story. I love it. Yeah. My sister's a teacher and the first school she teach that was named Haven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a Catholic school here in Shaler in Pittsburgh. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's a cool name. So, Thank you very much. You guys have uh, you guys have some stuff you said you wanted to talk about on the show tonight, and actually break some stuff here. Yeah, we yeah, this is a uh, kind of yeah, big big news for us. Um, you know, we we get the opportunity to make stuff for a lot of brands, a lot of the uh, you know, not so much older guard, but a, a lot of a lot of the, a lot of the guys and girls that we hang out with that have been in the industry for a long time actually come to us for some advice now because they kind of see that we have our finger on the pulse. Um, so over the past uh, couple weeks, we kind of got hunted down by some, uh, some long time industry brands. Uh, so uh, we are going to be developing a, um, a review series with helmets, parts, gear, uh, for a website called leatherup.com, which is one of the largest leather jacket uh, websites in the world. Um, mm -hmm. So we're going to be putting together a whole studio and reviewing uh, items on their website. And then the second piece to the puzzle is 
we are going to be working very closely with Hot Leathers. So, oh, right on. All of the, yeah, all of, at all the rallies, we're going to be telling the rally lifestyle. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking for people to, you know, of course, shoot and ride with, um, get real world um, reactions to to stuff that for, for people that, you know, when they get stuff at at, uh, at Hot Leathers, when they're at the rallies. I mean, it's it's always my first stop when I get to any of the rallies. I'm, I'm lucky enough to I get to ride my bike and test new gear all over the country. So when I pull into Sturgis or Daytona, the first day I get there, I go by the silly little pewter pen. And I get my T-shirt and I throw them in my bag and they end up in my closet at my house. Yep. But, you know, some some year, 30, 40 years from now, somebody's going to find all these red rally T-shirts and be super pumped. That's awesome. That's yeah. so great. And we I, do a lot of work with Andy, actually. Yeah. And listen, I'm yeah, excited. Andy's great. I'm excited for you guys about both of those, but I'm more excited for Andy. You know, but well, seriously, yes. like he, Andy's, Andy's such a great human being. And a lot of people don't even know that because he's always just behind the scenes. He makes so much of this shit happen for so many yeah. people. And he just, he, he needs somebody doing that stuff. That's yeah. fantastic. Most, but that company has, has provided for it in the industry. Um, when they came to me, you know, it was just like, you know, I'm all in, this is what I love, but you know, my partner in this, if, if I can't have my partner along for the ride, it's not going to, it's, I'm not going to be pumped. So when I presented, you know, the, as the DeHaven to do this, to, to review the products and to help with the, the hot leathers, um, you know, telling the story behind that, you immediately need a woman that rides, that knows her shit, um, that can tell the, the, the women's point of view at the rallies and, you know, having Natalie there just helps, you know, solidify and legitimize what we're doing at the rallies every, every season. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Outstanding. That's outstanding. And he definitely, as much as I adore Andy, Natalie, he absolutely needs you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. On top of that, you get in both sides of the spectrum. I mean, women riders, you know, on top of being pushed they're they're becoming a large part of the industry. So to have that, in your back pocket vice for her for you also you know it's got to be a win-win no matter how you twist it or turn it well and that's you know back to what i was saying originally about heather's heather's complaints all the time there's 50 things every time we hit a rally there's 50 things that heather wants to wants to buy out of that shop and she would just like those little differences that that you know go a long way for fit and finish and i i will say this and i don't say this often actually I don't think I've ever said this. There isn't anything on your website that I wouldn't wear. Oh, really? Right yeah, on. seriously. There isn't anything on here that I wouldn't wear. And I don't think I've ever said that about a motor a motor clothes or apparel before. I'm going to have to delete it so Dana can't see oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> so. we, we've put a lot into all these pieces. Like, for instance, the, the item that you see up right now, the green jacket, that's um, my dad's old hunting coat that I grew up wanting but he would never let me wear it right on uh, so i just deconstructed it and made it to made it in a lighter material and then it's got armor throughout it so you can wear it as your weekend jacket you can armor it up and ride cross country in it um it's you know all of our pieces are kind of you know you can wear them on and off the bike um but that piece in particular i i made to go with my uh 
like short leather, regular club cut. And that was uh, the inspiration for, for that piece. And the combined pieces were, was the, the old photos that you see of the club guys when they got back from, from Vietnam and the war and they were wearing their, their green military jacket with their short club cut over top of it. So, you know, that piece and quite a few of the other pieces that we're working on, they, they have that, that story that, that's, uh, you know, been inspired by things in the past. Um, but a lot, a lot of these items are really personal to us. You know, you can even see, you can even see the big shotgun shell pockets in the front of that. Like if you wouldn't have told me that that was inspired from a hunting jacket, I wouldn't have known. But as soon as you said it, I was like, Christ, I've had 10 of those. Yeah. You know, but this, this one, this one's cut so you can ride in it and it's comfortable when your hands are up on the bars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, big thing, man. Big thing. Well, listen, you guys, you guys are awesome. I would love to have you back here anytime that you want to talk products, whether they're for you, if you're doing stuff for Andy, for Leather Up. Please stay in touch with us. I want to follow your story and see great things because I know, I, I know you're both hard workers, and I know you're going after this. And I wish you all the luck. Well, thank yeah, you very keep much. Keep us up to date on your new product releases, so we can get those on the magazine and on the blog and shop talk and. You know, we yeah. hope to see you guys out at a lot of places. And uh, will you guys be set up in Daytona? Yes. 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 Awesome. We're going to be at the V Twin Visionary Show on the 10th. We're going to be at the Alleyway Custom Show on the 13th. And uh, of course, we'll be stopping by your guys' shows as well. Yeah, man. Awesome. Come excellent. On. Excellent. We'll see you at all those places. And I'm going shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so. Tell, tell everybody where they can keep track of you. I know we put your website up, but we have uh, we have your Instagram here too. But tell them all the places that they can check you out. So we are on Instagram. We are the Dehaven on Instagram and uh, online. We are thedehaven.com. Um, we have Facebook sort of started, but not really yet. We have it just because that has to be linked to our Shopify store basically right now. Um, but that is another channel that we'll be developing. But best place to watch what we're doing is our Instagram feed. We post all of our updates there and product teasers and things on the Instagram page. Right on. Right on. Well, it was great having you on, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely see it several things throughout daytona it sounds like we're gonna we're gonna be part of the alleyway deal and and uh we'll be we'll be roaming around doing the media gig awesome we'll we'll see you guys down in daytona and uh to everybody listen come by say what's up and uh we give out free hugs so uh come check us out (laughs) right on all right i'm just kidding i will be lucky i will (laughs) (laughs) all right well you guys take care we'll see you in the south thanks guys Thank you guys so much. What a good story, right? I mean, for like, for as hard as this year has been, there's been, there's been so many good things that have come out of it too. Right. Between them and Sasha's cycles and so many good things came out of it. Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to make it our mission to tell people the good things that came out of 2020. Oh, I thought you were going to say we need to make another pandemic some more good stuff to come out. (laughs) I was going to, I was, I thought you were going to go in a whole different direction. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness so hey man we don't uh we don't always make a big fuss about this but it is as a matter of fact a magazine that's behind all of this stuff that we do um are you sure it's it still is it's the magazine mark says it all the time the magazine's the truck right Most i know we're is. working on an issue right now and i gotta tell you my ass hurts i've been in this <laughs> hold on a minute so here oh. <laughs> you just saved that whole conversation <laughs> 
So oh. yeah, I was I was yeah, all, I was, all of a sudden I was a like, worried don't about, even go there, you dirty old bastard. I was worried about where you were going with this. I was worried about our financial future. You know, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what's going on. Are we having trouble with the oh, bills, honey? Is this a conversation oh we God, need to have? I was just worried about you there. That's all. So. Let me get back on track for a minute. One of the things that's going into this issue is a brand new segment that we're doing called Unsung. And this is basically, um, you guys know we do a lot of work with Dennis Kirk. I mean, they're the studio sponsor of the show here. But I really signed on to the idea of this um, garage build program that they do. And, you know, more than... Like, Mark and I have been garage guys forever, you know, and garage guys, like, day job doing whatever. Sometimes it's a garage, sometimes it's not, but always having a garage, always having, you know, a, a place that you go that you do yeah. your projects. And and I know the stories that are behind so much of that. And I think that there's a lot of content to be had. I think there's some great stuff to share. So our, our first example of that was a dear, dear friend of mine, longtime mentor, a man by the name of Ed Fish, and that's probably one of the only times you'll ever even hear me call him Ed because I call him Mr. Fish to this day. Mr. And, Fish, Mr. Fish. And um, we had the privilege of sitting down with him, and we did uh, an incredible interview that's going to be coming out in video. It's coming out in the magazine, but the whole thing culminates to this minute and a half commercial for garage build i'm going to play it real quick just so we can talk about it but the point is the point is the the interview that's coming out you guys are going to want to check it out oh ever since i was younger than blew, gavin I, I knew that i wanted to ride <laughs> i'd see a group of bikes going down the highway with all their gear packed on yes it was about 1958 or so i was 13 years old A friend had a homemade motor scooter. He let me ride it, and I just was taken by that. There were garage builders everywhere before the pros took over, uh, especially bikes and hot rods. You had to have friends that did all the different things. There's nothing in a Harley showroom I want, but if you tell me about a box, some boxes in the shed, man, I'll beat you there, you know. And then it was that fun and that personal pride that you, you took a basket case and you made something out of it. You know, any, anybody can go buy one of those, but you've got to build one of these. And that's the difference. Dennis Kirk is really amazing because of so many things. There's a variety of parts, the speed, the ease of ordering. You know, you pick up the phone and just whip out a part number and, and it's in your shop in a day or two. I'm Ed Fish and I'm from Torrenton, Pennsylvania and I'm a Dennis Kirk garage builder. So like I, I said, the whole thing is is so much more. I mean, it's a solid 15 minutes of just Ed talking about everything from his first business that he started in his mom's basement with 
of all people, Eric Buell. Yeah. A lot of people don't know Eric Buell was from here in Pittsburgh. He um, he was a racing partner of Ed's. They used to go all around the, the Midwest racing flat track motorcycles. He talks about that. He talks about the original Alcoa plant. It's a really, really good piece. You guys are going to dig it. We're releasing it within the next day or so here. It'll be out in video form. The um, corresponding... Uh, article will be in the magazine on newsstands in just about a week, and it's super cool because he's uh, he's such a close friend of of ours that to see him finally, people getting to see more about him. Right. He's such the real deal. Like his history goes back, and then you know Chris has known him longer than I have. But Ed's one of those guys that you don't just want to talk motorcycles with. You can ask him questions. He's the kind of guy that your your mentor, your father figure. He's just a really down to earth person. So to see his story get out there is pretty fantastic. He is. He's got a beautiful shop. Yes, he he does. And, you know, that's the point. Like with with this whole unsung, uh, Dennis Kirk celebrates um, garage builders is is the full title of it. And and that's the whole point is that there's so many amazing stories out there. Yeah. So many people waiting for their chance to tell their story. And, you know generations have passed and they have no idea who some of these guys are and a lot of these guys won't tell their story either you know like it's just to have you know chris come in there and or whoever come in there and put a camera in their face and sometimes that's the only way to get their story out of them and you probably get some really cool shit out of that you know and i have to give it to you chris you or i have to hand it to you you have such a way of getting people to tell you their story in a genuine manner like you would have never never known that he just spoke from his heart through that whole thing he yeah. did such a good job and he's one of my favorite people yeah, like marilyn is. stump just said mr fish that's legit berg moto history right yeah, there yeah, right, and right, dude right, when like you guys have to see it because when he tells a story about you know he's a machinist very particular and then eric buell was like the train wreck getting ready for a race <laughs> when he talks about all that shit it's great and you can relate to a lot of it too because you'll see like if you share a shop with somebody you know, you'll start to see little things in oh, and out boy. Of, of stuff. So, you know, having those long-term friends, but it's cool you, because... Are you going there? <laughs> well, I wasn't going to, but, you know, I mean, that oh. wasn't my... It's just like somebody like Eric Buell, you have a guy like this that nobody ever heard of that's coming out and, like, has so much background, you know, and history yeah. in it. And and this is a guy that you see the machinery and you see the product and the bikes and the cars. This guy touches every bit of it. He's so versatile. Oh. It's off the charts, you know. He doesn't have one specialty. They're all his specialty. So Absolutely. And I love how eager he is to help. He will yep. call Chris out of the booth. He'll be like, what are we working on today? <laughs> you got a project for me? He's so tolerant. Yeah. He's so very and tolerant. That's all. Yeah, he, he always wants to be involved. And he's a great yeah. teacher. Yeah. yeah. Because he has the patience and he wants you to learn. He's just, he's awesome. I love Mr. Fish. And he likes our, my oatmeal cookies. <laughs> <laughs> all right I so hey my pay him in oatmeal cookies so hey um lots of stuff coming up for daytona you can check our website out to get all the information all the up to the minute facts one of the big things that we're super excited to be involved with is the flying pistons builders breakfast and and charity event um, Do you have your little king queen seat i actually put the picture up right now so you can see that the the seat pan is there it's on its way to kurt green as we speak, I should apologize for that because I think Kurt kind of wanted it last week. But. 
You know, hey, you only made the show tonight on time, so let's not. It's a start. <laughs> so um, that we, Mark and I, got asked to submit something from Flat Broke for this. They're going to be doing an auction. Us, Evan Favaro. Um, there's a handful of guys. Tabor Nash. Um, yeah, help me out uh, here. Tease, or what's the one in uh, in Florida? The, yeah, there's a hot rod shop in Florida. But bunch of bunch of builders are, are putting these things together, and we're you know they're going to raffle them off. the The charity that it goes for is to put Strider bicycles in schools to teach kids to ride bicycles. Hopefully, subsequently, someday motorcycles. So, go and check that out at Flying Pistons on Instagram. You can see pictures from all the other guys too. Um, and we may have taken things a little bit too far with ours, but the, <laughs> listen, no, the, not think so. The thought, Wendell that. Turner. There you go, Wendell, well, that's Wendell it, Turner. Cycles, yeah. Um, Scott. Thank you, Marilyn. Clayton. I apologize. I should have had. I should have had a fact sheet here. I should have been more of a professional. And of course, it's you, Marilyn, who, <laughs> who, who gave me my first lesson in why to keep a business card with me all the time. Did I ever tell you guys oh, that story? God. Oh, tell it, tell it, tell it. We, it was like one of my first big press events or something. And I'm standing around with a bunch of other journalists and we were talking with like the head of a big company. And there's Marilyn, who has always been one of my heroes. And, you know, we get to the part of the conversation where everybody starts flipping business cards. And I literally just didn't have them with me. <laughs> and Marilyn tells me, uh, like right there in front of God and everyone, she was like, you know why you always keep a business card, Chris? And I'm like, why? And she goes, because if you don't have a business card, you're just another bum with a story. And a week later, to her credit, she mailed me 250 business cards with all my information on it. And, you know, like a little kissy face or something. I mean, she was doing it because she cared about me, but I'd never, I was never without a business card again. <laughs> well, look at that. Another Pittsburgh person put right? you in your place i know good for you Marilyn. you're in good company mark so anyway <laughs> yeah the, it's actually an electric bike so the gas tank is is merely for our viewing enjoyment as is the little tiny oil tank that you can see back there but <laughs> and the, had to be done. the passenger pegs and had, that is going to be a king queen seat had to there. be done i can't i can't wait because we're hoping to have enough time to squeeze in a photo shoot with our grandson and granddaughter <laughs> <laughs> which would be awesome if so, not two random kids we find in a walmart yeah, park it could whichever be that. comes first it could be that depending on how late we're running leaving for daytona but listen man you guys are watching shop talk we go live with this show every sunday 9 p.m eastern uh through the courtesy of the dennis kirk motorcycle studio 50 floors below the street level here at source headquarters we're going to take two minutes and pay some bills um hoping that time you guys don't go anywhere because we have the one the only legendary guitarist from hairball coming up on the other side of the break happy don't go anywhere we'll be right back ever since i was younger than gavin i knew that i wanted to ride i'd see a group of bikes going down the highway with all their gear packed on and i just thought that i definitely want to do that that's what i want to do my current bike is a 2016 Harley-Davidson Road Glide Ultra. I think it would be awesome if he's 20 years old enough to ride. You know, I'd love to be able to go riding with him. He won't want to ride on the back forever. We just did an exhaust swap, well, slip-on exhaust swap. My favorite part is when, like, screwed both out, took them out. 
He did a test sound before that, and when it was all out, it was louder than it was before. Oh, because we pulled the baffles out, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. I want to take people with me and my travels and stuff and show them the Midwest. Not just for the Midwest, but just to encourage people to get out there and explore. I'm Andrew, this is my son Gavin, and we are a Dennis Kirk family. We're ready to race. Go fast. <laughs> the fueling name has been associated with racing and high-performance engines since 1974, when founder Jim Fueling started fueling the flames. From Daytona to Monaco, from the Bonneville Salt Flats to the Indy 500. Fueling is here to compete. Look for the flying pig to run up front this year with pilot Ben Bostrom. Fueling. No bullshit, just performance. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm with Banks Brothers Motorcycles. One of the things I want to show you today is our new improved engine puller. The changes to this machine has been in the arms and in the hands. We put hind joints in the hands to allow rotation of the engine, which makes it easier to get it in and out of the frame. With the angle change, we have equal clamping pressure on them. And over here, we have what's called the posi lock which allows this to be locked in place and the engine can't swing from side to side. And we're gonna show you just how easy it is to pull the motor out of the bike right now. George is actually gonna come in, make contact with the cylinders, tighten it down, and pull it out of there. You lift it up, rotate it, and bring it, the assembly out of the frame. You see the motor starting to move and it centers itself. This allows no side play once the motor's in place and it keeps it safe, it can't fall out, Visit BanksBrothersMotorcycles.com to order your bank slip. Okay, so we're back. Um, thank you guys for being patient with us. We are uh, having a great show tonight. Sunday's always cool here in the studio with Shop Talk, but thank you guys for being along for this one because, man, the weeks are counting down for Daytona, and I can't even – I'm on the edge of my seat. I can't wait. I know. I can't I'm wait. I'm so excited. But, you know, I mean, let's talk about it seriously. Can't wait to get anywhere anywhere like right. i was going to put an extra room on the house i swear to god just to have a place to visit that wasn't the same rooms that i've been in for the last 12 months <laughs> i honestly can i get an amen <laughs> what was that can i get an amen <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> one of the things that's become a tradition for us and uh and definitely the highlight through Almost any of the events that we attend is is taken in a show by a band called Hairball. And if you guys are not hip to this band, where have you been? Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, maybe you haven't been to, to one of the motorcycle shows. Maybe you haven't seen the news about these cats. There is no show. And, and listen, 
I play I play music. I dig music. I dig music as much as I dig motorcycles. I go to see bands. I I've seen so much through all my time in the motorcycle events. You will never see a show like this. Yeah. You will never see the the type of musicianship, the, the type energy. of vocals, the energy, the showmanship, the production like it's it's a it's almost it's sad to say it's a thing from from days gone by like bands don't even seem like they put this much effort into their shows anymore and these guys kill it yeah. they absolutely kill it so we're super lucky tonight to have uh the guitar player from hairball on with us happy we're gonna bring him in right away and get to it happy you there with us yeah you see me you yes, hear sir. me yep. test two yes sir how you doing man I'm, well, after that fabulous intro, I feel really, I feel really good about what I, my position in life. <laughs> hey, and listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, lightly at all, man. I've seen you in Texas. I've seen you in Daytona. I've seen you guys all over the country as it, as it yeah. applies to motorcycle events. And I know that's, you know, that's not even in it, your whole gig, but man, I've never seen a show like this. That, yeah, we get lucky too because a lot of times we'll set up. And we'll end up getting to see you every night. So yeah. it's not like we only have to rush to go somewhere. You'll be at the spoke or you'll be and it wherever doesn't get we old. are. Yeah, it doesn't dude, get you old. can watch it over and over. It's fantastic. Like growing up with those bands and then seeing you guys go out there and recreate it. I mean, it's it's freaking great for us, you know. Well, I didn't know we had two fangirls with us. Hey, Shut up. It comes in music. <laughs> it comes in music. And then, and then another thing, like I'll, I'll go back. I've told this story a million times. The the wig catching on fire, the band never missing a beat. Uh, there's big name bands. I mean, like stadium sellers that wouldn't pull that off. You know what I mean? Like you guys are you guys are good. Bottom line, it's that's, worth uh, coming to see. That's the power of denial, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Anything worth worth doing is worth overdoing. Right, and. Uh, I don't, we just, we haven't figured out how to grow up and that's not a compliment, you know, but we enjoy what we do. Yeah. And, uh, as long as you, uh, enjoy what you do, you know, you, uh, they say, uh, you, you'll never work a day in your life. So they don't call it work and they call it playing. So I, I enjoy my work. Right on. And, uh, we kind of do it for us first. You know, we, we do what makes us happy with the kind of things that we'd like to see and what we'd like to do. So when that show starts, I'm probably the most excited person in the whole place yeah. because I want to see what's going to happen. But there's a, an environment that happens when you get a pile of people together, you know, with beverages and you smell barbecue and burnt rubber <laughs> and you just feel something's about to go down. And I'm I'm uh, we're just as excited as anybody because because uh, I'd like to say that we know what's going to happen next. But as much as we plan, uh, sometimes it's just living, playing for the audience that's in front of you. Yeah. You're yeah. talking about people, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're not such a sequenced uh, program show, even though there's video and things. I mean, we like to go off the cuff and play to the crowd that's in front of us and be a little bit dangerous, you know. So I've been known to, you know, stop the show throw my guitar on somebody's neck uh you just don't know what's going to happen and i think that's necessary yeah. you know the bands that i loved that that was the shows that i i went and saw it was the the moments the jamming in between the ending and the oh. beginnings of the songs yeah. and seeing what's eddie van halen gonna play you know that that's just not on the record yeah. and uh 
we just try and harness that energy of real people beating on real drums, you know, breaking real guitar strings and screaming into real microphones and letting it happen with the people that are in the room because that makes that makes it feel like a party. So, you know, it's 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 called a celebration of arena rock and uh that means it's everything underneath that tent, you know, and the broken spoke has been our home, you know, in Daytona. And uh, you know, it's just got a great atmosphere and a vibe and it it, it builds all day from the, the bike shows to the entertainment that comes up before us and then uh we just get really excited, but you know, we're low maintenance. Just give us an outlet that works and we can make it happen. <laughs> well it's so- go ahead, Heather, I'm sorry. Now, and I use the word tribute loosely because you guys are so much more than that. How many different bands do you pay homage to when you play? We've never really sat down and counted, but I can tell you that uh, we rehearsed two nights ago. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we still discuss more acts, you know. I mean, of course, we we kind of try to cover the Mount Rushmore of real visual rock. I mean, there's a lot of good music, but Hairball is is uh, an all-encompassing. You know, if, if you're going to know what we're doing as soon as it walks around the corner, it's going to hit you like a hammer that, yes, that's Twisted Sister, that's Kiss, you know, that's Alice Cooper, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's Freddie Mercury, that's Queen, you know. So there's just so much to do that it's really it's really hard to cram it all into the same night and not get the, the bar in big trouble because we go way past curfew. <laughs> but there's been a couple of times, there's been a couple of times they said, I'll let it go, man. I'll pay, I'll pay for the going past the curfew. But you know, we, we, we hit it as hard as we can without having the, the neighbors, you know, uh, lose their mind and come over screaming. Well, this is this is one of the things. This is one of the things I have to say. I have to I have to get this on the record. You know, to to say that you guys, you know, you do this band, you do that band. It's it's not even that. Like I've been at these places where it literally looked and sounded and felt like the vibe in the crowd felt like you were at a Queen concert. It felt like you were watching how being at those shows. You know, it felt like it felt like you were at an ACD performance, ACDC performance. It it wasn't it wasn't like you guys were playing at this stuff. You were you were there throwing that concert. You were throwing an ACDC concert. You were throwing a Judas Priest concert. Well, we're we're uh, the the difference between us and the audience is probably just you know college degrees. Uh, other than that, we're just fans like the people that are out there, and and uh, we really truly did live and breathe this stuff. So, I mean, I wore all those records out. <laughs> I I snuck in to see all those bands, and I feel like it's like the back of my hand, you know, is is uh, doing this stuff. So. I, I'm really not so sure whether we're that smart. It's it's just in our DNA, you know, from from uh, junior high school on, and uh, we just love doing it. So I I just think it's because our diet is so heavy of this stuff that it's just sort of second nature. That's so great. I mean, I love it because for me, and I'm going to age myself here. It is literally everything you guys play is the soundtrack of my youth. Every song makes me want to sing and dance and like it's just it's just so much fun. 
Now, well, her, guys- Hairball kind of went the opposite direction of what a lot of these uh, groups do. If you go out and see some of these groups that are still around, I'm not saying all of them because some of them that still exist put on huge shows, but a lot of them maybe had one or two hits and they do what's called a fly date. And they come in and they rent the same Marshall cabinets from a company that provides that kind of stuff. They maybe come in with their backdrop and uh, yep. they're playing, you know, Firehouse might be playing the same amps that Great White played, that Loverboy played the month before. And I'm not saying that I don't like those bands, but the hairball philosophy was let's carry all of the shit and the weapons and yeah. and the bombastic show stuff that those bands didn't carried in the yeah. big productions yeah. that they yeah, put right. on when they were doing it and it cost money to do it but rather than cut the corners and and just uh just do that you know and and we're doing it just simply because when i saw those bands i loved seeing that stuff yeah i yeah. loved seeing the big outrageous stages and the cool drum risers and the lights everywhere and you know i mean we we take it to the mat every time to try and get pyro at shows. You know, I mean, the hoops that we jump through to, uh, you know, make a fire marshal happy and <laughs> to uh, make it happen, you know, and it's it's a couple thousand dollars of fireworks every night. But, you know, I'm not I'm not complaining because I'm as excited to see it as anybody yeah. in in the room. And obviously it's worked for us to go big. So the whole hairball thing is go big. Let's not make it, oh, sure, it would be, yeah, I could get a little tiny uh, pedal amp that a lot of the kids are using these days, and it wouldn't take up so much space, and it would be more efficient and easier to deal with. But screw it. I got a semi, and I can yeah. haul a wall of marshals, <laughs> and you know, it would be less expensive, and we could get away with it sometime to not blow off the fireworks. But you know what? I wouldn't be as happy. There's nothing like nope. landing a Pete Townsend scissor kick and having a bunch of smoke and fire go off when you land <laughs> yeah. to make a statement, you know? How long so, How long have you been... I mean, obviously, Hairball's 20 years that this year was sucky yeah, because you, you didn't get to, to do we your We all feel bad about that for you. Like, what what a milestone, and you guys didn't get to, like, thoroughly yeah, enjoy that. that. Which I'm sure you're going to do this year. How long? Well, here's the cool thing. The last time that we truly were playing steady this is going to be coming up on a year because i literally remember us leaving daytona and shows were all getting canceled and we left daytona uh the last bike week not knowing when we were going to play again we played a few isolated outdoor shows this summer like a drive-in movie theater show in indiana and just a few things but uh this is really the first time in a long time that we'll have been together. I can also tell you, I think we have a high in Minnesota right now of 18 below. Oh. And uh, the thought the thought of getting down around a fire pit in Florida and getting back together and rock and rolling. And I, it almost feels like this is going to be a celebration that the band never got to have. And it's, it's going to happen right on. in Daytona. Right That's on. awesome. So listen, um, we got a, a question in, actually a couple questions, but <clears throat> let's get this one out of the way. Tim Kearns is asking, any feedback from the actual bands that you guys do shows of? So Yeah, the, we've, 
the cool thing is we've had the chance to play with probably 60, 70% of the artists that we actually do on stage. You know, I mean, uh, my mom and dad live in, uh, in the kind of the Phoenix Metro where Alice Cooper's from. And he was on one of those good morning Phoenix shows and, <laughs> you know, my mom and dad so much, but it's like, Oh, you know, Mike Alice was on there and he said, you guys are every bit as good as, as he is. And um, there, we've gotten praise from from a, a lot of the heroes, and and uh, being able to work with them and actually be on stage with them, you know, kind of also solidifies why we do what we do. Because to be next to D. Snyder and see how you know how hyped up he is and oh, yeah. the amount of energy and stuff like that, <laughs> it's nice to throw him in, the, in the back in his face too. That you know yeah. we're just not a cover band. It's like I'm honored to play on stage with you, but uh, I'm I'm here to kick ass with you and up your game. Yeah. And uh, and they've lived up to it, you know, all, all for different reasons. You know, I could go I could go through the laundry list, you know, but there's different reasons why I love all of them. And um, we've gotten great feedback, which is why I think part of the reason why we've had so many opportunities because. Once a few of the celebrities had played with us, you know, they felt comfortable, you know, that we could deliver. So we've raised a lot of money for charities, which is a really a good feeling when you can do something that you love and, and help people out. And uh, that's oftentimes when you'll see Hairball be the backup band and Vince Neil or Stephen Piercy or, you know, Joan Jett. Or uh, it, what, you know, I could go on and on uh, play with us is a lot of times because to get the entire Joan Jett and the Blackhearts to come and play a benefit or uh, to try and reunite Motley Crue to do, you know, yeah. but where they can get the lead singer to come in and, you know, a bunch of them and you raise money for, for some great causes. Oh, that's know? awesome. I, wa I wonder if you could um, take our take our viewers that might not might not have seen the shows might not know anything about you guys like where where did it all start and talk about like I, i'm i'm interested in the in the that planning stage was there actually you know like meetings that you had saying okay this is how we're going to do it and this is you know you got on the same groove and this is this was the plan or was it literally just hey this is what we dug it started as a joke i was playing in Atlanta at the time that Hairball had started back in Minneapolis. I was playing uh, in a group called Fozzie with Chris Jericho, who was like a wrestler guy. And um, I kind of wanted to move back to Minnesota. And I, I just had adopted a boy and the family atmosphere and everything back in Minnesota. I, I uh, thought, well, I will play in Hairball until I can find something cool to do because it was a complete joke. Hairball made fun of, you know, all the characters. They would uh, change lyrics, just really dumb down adult bar humor. Uh, and I got in it, and we slowly started transforming. I mean, I thought I was going to call myself Licks McGillicuddy, wear a wig, <laughs> take my check, and slip out the back door, and nobody would know. Well, the wig itched like hell. <laughs> and uh i just slipped into the, what i always did you know which was wearing big boots and doing somersaults and playing the way that i do and, and people loved it and i i started losing my attitude about it 
you know, because I, I was playing more in a, in a band that was, you know, uh, going for the record deals and playing original music. And, and I kind of had an attitude about it at first. And then after a while, the purpose started unfolding of really the need for this type of, of show. Uh, and little bit by little bit, you know, we started investing in more lighting. I, one of my good friends was, uh, a pyrotechnician who's worked with everybody from Metallica, Paul McCartney to Beyonce. And he was sitting around in between, not doing much. And Hey, why don't we get up? Why don't we get insurance for pyro and uh, start adding some fire into the show? And, and slowly it went from some pickup trucks to a trailer, to a box truck, to a semi truck, to a tour bus, to, to one roadie to you know eight roadies and um and i I see no end you know i I see world domination in our future absolutely Absolutely. can i get an amen (laughs) yes (laughs) so So, go ahead other i was gonna say i posted a link in the comments to one of your youtube videos and i want everybody after the show to go watch it and i want you to fully understand that they are not lip-syncing they are all playing that music. They are all singing. It will absolutely blow your mind. Yeah, and you know, man, like I, I know it, it seems a little bit like Heather's called me and Mark fangirls, but it seems like we're blowing smoke up your ass. But seriously, like when you have to 12 hours a day, yeah. 16 hours a day work at these motorcycle shows and you hear every ass attempt at doing some of the greatest songs that have ever been written. Right. And then when you hear you guys come in and the proficiency yep. at which your vocalists attack this shit and the musicianship, the way you guys play it, it's... And being in the end, I mean, we have a good friend that, you know, I've known my whole life that he ran a venue here and we got to, you know, I got the backstage every show from, you know, the Panteras to the, you know, up to BB the King. Beyonce's, yeah, yeah, down to the, you know, the... the uh, Aerosmiths to, and then to see people like you come up and take it so effing seriously and put that show on and love it as much as we loved that music back then. Dude, it rocks. I mean, it's hard to find, especially like you just said, especially music. Everybody's looking for that big deal, let that big give, money, that big everything. Or, or, and, or like at the rallies, let me just get my check. Right. You know, I'm going to yeah. do my set, you get guys, my check. You guys show up and balls out and kill it. You know, like it's it's definitely worth watching. Don't miss it if you have not yet. Don't miss it. You're an idiot. You're missing a great part of the event. I can tell you that. Well, we didn't come, and certainly I remember the first year, and, and you mentioned all the other rallies that you've seen us, but I, I'm I'm going to just mention Daytona because we're coming coming there, obviously, is what I'm pumped about right now. I remember the first year, and there was a big storm, and they didn't even know if they were going to open, and it had just been taken over, uh, new owners and everything. and. Yeah weren't really sure about uh, turnout or what was going to happen. I remember we just kind of went down and walked the streets in full costume just to kind of scare some people and and, uh, get them to come out. And, uh, uh, you know, we we weren't looking, we weren't thinking about the small numbers, you know. We we were there to do some work and prove a point. And, uh, like I say, I enjoy the work. So it's one thing to get up in front of a couple thousand people and you know how's everybody feel let's make some noise let's send you get a big reaction yeah 
and when a party's already there to get it going. But I got to admit, sometimes when you got 50 people and it's a Monday night and you got to find a way to suck those people in and make it feel like it's special and intimate. I mean, that that's that's something that I kind of get off on a little bit. And uh, in the very beginning, I remember it starting that way. And I can even remember as they've added different nights, because there's a lot of pressure because we always are trying to change the show and throw different characters and songs in the set because unlike some other national act that'll come in and play one night, yeah. you know, they got their turnout. Well, we're there to try and pack it all week. So, you know, we, we uh, try to mix up so that if you come Tuesday night, uh, it's going to be completely different than what happened Monday night as, as much as we can make it that kind of thing. But uh, I just truly, and the band does, I just get off on breaking bread with rock and rollers and, uh, and just showing them just like I remember having that lump in my throat the first time I had seen some of those bands. And then of course there's a, a spectacular feeling when you know you've achieved that and we come into the broken spoke and it's just a sea of people right out of the gate, you know, then that's, that's the payoff at the end. But, you know, with our expenses, I can tell you this, uh, probably more than any other band, we've come into venues first time and lost money yeah. because yeah. I come in and blow off more and fire and fireworks <laughs> and crew and against <laughs> those vehicles. than some of those bands are getting paid, but you know, obviously, you know, they call me happy and I get a big smile on my face and I enjoy it. So yeah. it worked out for me, you know. Yeah, Steve Bros. Poppy had said he likes coming because he likes seeing all the bands in one show, which I never thought of. Like you you don't have to sit through a few of the songs you don't like from another band. You guys happen to hit oh, yeah. a lot of the hits, which is freaking fantastic, you know. Mm-hmm. We all seem I, to enjoy I, that. I always say that when somebody asks, well, What's it like? I'm like, Well, you know what? Uh if you don't like Motley Crue give it five minutes because it's yeah. going to turn into queen. And if you don't like queen, give it another five minutes and it's going to turn into Van Halen. You don't like Van Halen, you know, give it another five minutes. It's going to be Alice Cooper. It's going to be twisted sister. It's going to be Cinderella. And if you don't like that stuff, your parents did a miserable yeah, you're, job. You're, wrong. You. you're in the wrong <laughs> place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of people that, that maybe don't think they like that stuff as much once they really yeah. take it yeah, in man. are surprised that wow I didn't expect that it. it's like eh, I just figured it was an 80s band a tribute band yeah. I didn't you know, and they don't expect to like it as much as they do once they see the whole thing you know the other place I mean, this doesn't happen at the bike rallies but where I feel Hairball does a service is a lot of times there are people that are in their 50s, 60s, that I'm going to put them back in high school. Yeah, they forgot. When they first saw these bands, they're going to remember when they saw Aerosmith in 1977. And I'm going to put you back there. But what's really cool is when their son, daughter, is standing next to them. And and they're maybe in their 20s, 30s. And I see those two sitting together sharing a drink, singing the thing. But a lot of times we go to these fairs and uh, all-age events, and then you'll see a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, 12-year-old, and everybody's singing Welcome to the Jungle, yeah. Rock and Roll All Night. Yeah. 
And these kids know the words. Yeah. It's just part of our culture, you know. They crank this music to get ready for football games. It, you know, you, you hear it in every stadium around the country yeah. when people want to get fired up. So uh, that's when I feel we're really doing the good work is, and, uh, you know, maybe maybe somebody can, you know, ask their dad, is is that what it was like to, you know, see? I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to give you just a slice of it, you yeah, know. Yeah. And, and sometimes I feel like we're the gateway drug. You know, but you better hurry because, uh, you know, these these bands aren't, you know, Keith Richards is the only one that's probably going to go on forever, but we don't know how the, yeah, right. the rest to go. Hey, listen, as soon as they can figure out how to get him and Betty White together, yeah, they're, they're going to breed be. a super right, race right. of human beings. <laughs> yeah, you can laugh about this virus. Huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, man, like when you're talking about that, I immediately think back to like some of the great shows that I saw. Like, I distinctly remember... Iron Maiden somewhere in time, you know, in the kind of production, like Eddie's arms came out into the audience yeah. and, you know, the drum riser rose up and it was his head. And like, it was like every band back then yep. was trying to put that show together. It was just going to blow people's mind from this year's tour. It was going to be better than any shit that any other band did. Yeah. The stage outran the music sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Too much love. Sometimes, sometimes you need tough love. Sometimes there's there's something about I remember when I was in the clubs and you'd go see another band and you'd sit in the back with your arms crossed because you're going to come in there the next week, you know, and, and you'd have to figure out a way to outgun whoever it, it is because yeah. you're competing. Yeah. You're competing. So you had to assemble your team and your road crew was part of your team. And, you know, Hairball carries its road crew you know when you're in those bars it was before there was house systems everybody used the same pa the same lights and hairball went the other direction we carry all of that stuff and make that place that's my living room when you walk in Mm -hmm. now this isn't the same living room that the band last night had the other band this is this is a hairball's house now and we're we're gonna put up big video walls and and lights and and you know everything to make it our vibe in our living room and you're you're walking you know into my atmosphere but you know i look out and see the faces and you know that's part that's the paintings on the wall for my living room yeah, you, you don't know see don't see too many disappointed faces in oh, your dude. shows i can tell you that right listen now. we have footage we did a we did a documentary about the 80th anniversary of sturgis yeah. a, a two-hour yeah. piece and we have video of you guys playing at the iron horse in sturgis yeah. And it was it was one of the it was obscene how many people were in that place that night. It was the biggest it was the biggest crowd that I saw for any performance the whole the whole, the whole time yeah, in Sturgis. Yeah. And they were yeah. getting it. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I'm looking at their schedule for Daytona Bike Week and some people would look at this and be like, They're playing six nights in a row at the Broken Spoke. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Every night's gonna be different and every no. night is gonna be packed. Yeah, there won't and there won't be a bad okay. show. I don't know how you guys have the energy to play six <laughs> nights in a row. Yeah, you got to be traveling with a genuine Indian guru. That's uh, <laughs> funny you would say that. You know, we we actually uh, kind of do put in a lot. I mean, you'll you'll often catch uh, some of the singers and our bass player. You know, we're literally running in the morning. You know, we're we're actually are carrying a weight bench in the back of the uh in the back of the truck and everything so I, you know we usually try to get the heart rate up before we go out and hit the stage and um yeah my god I you mean, have I, to I'll, 
You'd have to. I like to eat crazy food, but you know we, uh, you know we're we're not what you think it would be. I'm not trying to say that there ain't a time that we can't throw back some some uh, whiskey now and again and and do all of that. But the show is always uh, number one, and and pacing pacing those carbohydrates and everything so it peaks right at showtime. Yep. You know is is uh, something we you know put a lot of effort into. Well, you play you play so much. You have so much versatility. You play so many different bands. How many actual members and like how many mem- is, is there still a bunch? They're all original members there. How, how does that work out? Because obviously you have to be able to you know put people in certain positions to play certain bands. So yeah, how many? We're looking at the website. Like how many singers? Yeah. Do you have Do you have other players? Is this that like come a top? Go? Is this top secret information or? It's we don't- you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm out front. I mean, I work. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing on back there, you know, in that phone booth that they're, you know, monkeying around in behind me. But uh, I uh, I can tell you I've written checks to Evil Knievel and Santa Claus. So I, I'm not really sure, you know. I We've – it's gone everywhere from two to four singers. Yeah. And, um, you know, we – We've thought about pulling in some extra things here uh, for for Daytona here, but you know, r- really, as long as there's an outlet that works, you know, it's going to be a big show. Yeah, that's all I can promise you. Logistically, it's like a pit crew back there. Oh yeah, you know, one one guy's screwing bolts off of Ozzy while you know somebody <laughs> else is trying to spin the tires on D. Snyder. So. <laughs> I, and I can tell you, I've ripped into the wrong song, and you know, all of a sudden, I'm playing Iron Man, and Brett Michaels walks around the corner like, "What the hell am I supposed to do with this?" <laughs> uh, so, oh, reading reading your bio on the website, and Heather's put links up, but we'll put it up again for HairballOnline.com. Um, you can find out about all the performers, their their um, schedule for the year, everything that's going on. But in your bio, man, I love I love it. It starts right off with huge fan of Evil Knievel Kung Fu, the six million dollar man with a side of Dean Martin. Like I knew as soon as I read that, <laughs> me and you were going to get along. Like that was yeah. that was everything that was cool to me as a kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Plus Dean Martin, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And somehow I pay my mortgage still. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're doing something right then. Yeah. Now, you guys play a lot of... I know you don't play just motorcycle events, but you do. we see you mostly at bike events. Do any of you ride? Yes. Uh, I don't know. About four or five. I mean, we, we've brought... Uh, we've hooked a trailer up to the bus a lot of times when we do Daytona. Um, and... Uh, Actually, the the one guy uh, that was in the band before is his uh, girlfriend was uh, a certified Harley mechanic. So it was kind of funny watching a you know a, a nice looking girl out front of the hairball bus that was stripping bikes down and fixing problems because right <laughs> because uh, because some of the some of the bikes that we ride are held together with vice grips <laughs> and uh, yeah yeah no there is. My, my, my favorite bikes are the, you know, our, our bus driver, Pork Chop, he's always got these Mad Max looking uh, crusty Frankenstein bikes. And those are always the ones that are really interesting for me to look at. You know, the ones that are not just 
spit shined lacquer that's been buffed to a mirror finish i mean that's good and it's got its place that's not the way my guitars are yeah i love seeing a bike that's been lived in yeah and um anyways it's you know yeah the guys love any time that we can do that and and get out and uh you know see the sights and and smell the exhaust right on i'm gonna go i mean i'm no well, there's no Jay Allen or anything in the, the deal. I mean, we're no we're no motorcycle legends, you know. We're, no, but you make the I events know, fun. I know just enough yeah. to flip one. I think uh, I think you've definitely done your fair share in yeah. in in putting the fabric together that makes this thing what it is, though. Because oh, people look forward to you. If yeah. They know you're coming. People look forward. to Otherwise, you. you got the turkey leg guy over here. Yeah, you got the you know. Yeah, how much of that can you take? This guy, that guy, like you know that this. <laughs> Hairball and, definitely and, makes and it And for special. me, I got to agree with you. You can only deal with so many shiny bikes. So you got to have that mix. You got to have that change. So yeah. All right don't on. sell the turkey leg guy short because <laughs> I usually am putting in an order with them because that's the thing. I got to find a vendor that will, like, you know, don't shut down. Hold me one turkey leg because I'm going to be hungry as <laughs> yeah, hell after right. I burn up all this energy on stage. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you said a shout out to me on stage. If I do good numbers, there's a turkey leg waiting for you. So. Dude, the the one and at the broken spoke, you really got it made because that little joint next door. Oh yeah, the bar between the, the bathrooms yeah, and the buddy. stage, that dude rocks. Yep. Well, well, you know, I would say that we've met some of the most incredible people just traveling in the rallies that you see sometimes. Just the the crews, you know, and you you know a lot of them travel together, so it's it's really a family kind of feeling. You know, where you walk in and it's like being on Cheers and Norm, yeah. you know, and and uh, and everybody just kind of knows everybody there uh, from the from the wait staff, bartender staff, just everybody yeah. that works every end end of it. That it really uh, it's it's become really kind of family for us, and it just kind of travels everywhere, and and uh, we always get treated really well, you know, uh, whenever there's a problem it's never hard to find somebody that wants to help us solve it. And, you know, you come in and load in at seven in the morning. Somebody's always ready to start flipping some pancakes and cracking some eggs for us. Yeah. The misconception that uh, people with bike events are not the kind of people you can talk to and they won't help you is especially, especially the broken spoke. I mean, uh, you said Jay Allen, Jay Allen was a mentor for all of us, All, all three of us sitting here. He practically raised us in this stuff, and that was he pounded that thing in our heads over and over again, which is honestly why we gave you so much credit at the beginning of the show, yeah, because Jay used to say to us like in our you know our worst days when shit was heavy and we were bitchy and like everybody was tired and everybody was hungry and everybody stunk like ass, Jay would come by and he'd go, "Hey, you know there's a guy that came here this week that's been waiting for ten years to come to Sturgis, yeah, he yeah. saved his money for ten years to be here." He couldn't wait. He's been reading about you and all your fucking idiot buddies, <laughs> and they couldn't wait to meet you. Yeah. Don't you dare be a jack off to him. Yeah, and he that always, was like, always had a way to put us in our place. Yeah, man. And he did it. He did it nicely. He was never a jack off. You know, he's always. <laughs> but he reminded us yeah, that at the end of the we day, this is all about this is all about people, you know, and that time. Right. Well, me and me and Jay have sat until the sun has about come up many times at the end of the night. Uh, talking about business and a way to make things better and just just everything about the events and the culture and uh it's funny that you would say that because i'm often asked what do i think about just before i go on stage 
And uh, there's two things I think about. The first thing is getting in touch with my inner 16-year-old kid who would <laughs> just be happy to play in front of anybody that just wanted to be part of a rock and roll show. And when I see those people up there, I think, well, don't take it for granted. The second thing I think about kind of touches on exactly what you say, which I always think there's somebody out there that pumped you up, that said, you've got to see this band. Yeah. You've got to, you know, this guitar player's got energy like you can't believe and and you just got to see it. And I think, you know what? Don't ever let them down. Don't yeah. let a paper cut or the fact that you've got a little flu or fever yeah. or whatever it is. It's like it and that intro tape rolls and whatever little problems, it just goes away. But I, I always think about about that, that somebody out there told you you got to see these guys and and live up to it. Don't, you know, don't play them for the fool, you know. Somebody did that. And so it just that kind of resonates what you say about Jay Allen with me. Yeah. Yeah, Jay always Jay always had a, a way of making a a way of not making you feel guilty but making you realize why you do what you do. Yeah. You how know? lucky and, we yeah. were to do it. Yeah. And he was always it was always in a teaching. He still is. I mean, to yeah. the to you know, we see him going into Daytona last year, you know, just to say hello to him. He never says Lone walks by. He always wants to know how things going. He How's remembers your family, what's yeah. your dad doing? Yeah, he's he's a yep. he's definitely a great person. And to hear his life story and you have to think to yourself, if this guy can overcome what he's overcome, for Christ's sake, anybody can do it, you yeah. know? So it it's a he's a great, great man. He truly is. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well listen I've had, I've had many deep moments with that guy. He's very inspirational oh, yeah. to me. We we Every year we like to put him on stage when we take our bow at the end of the night because, you know, it's people like him and the entire staff that, you know, kind of make the entire experience good. Uh, you know, we're just a piece of the of the puzzle. But, you know, if, uh, you know, if the atmosphere of the venue is not laid down there to let us do our job, you know, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I won't. I won't kid you, and I don't want to get around with this too deep, but, you know, I, I, I've known Jay, you know, since we started many years ago. And, uh, you know, I've, whether you know this or not, you know, I've been uh, battling cancer for uh, a number of years. And, um, and, you know, Jay certainly was very inspirational with me. And uh, so I'll just tell you this. When you don't know what tomorrow is promised, and it, when I get to play guitar, when I get to spend time with anything, you know, the grass has never been greener. You know, the uh, the barbecue has never smelled better. And when it comes time to strap on a guitar and make a party happen, I mean, I can't find the word to tell you how important and how intense every day is you know and i've found one thing from talking to people at rallies is everybody's got a story and uh i kind of think about their stories almost more than i really think about my own because you can go all over there and people have had stories whether it's cancer or we're, we're very close with military causes and i've got i've got some veterans that are dear friends too and sometimes I think about that and I think about 
the night they're going to have and what we're going to remember and do. And uh, there's just so many reasons to live a good life. And uh, yeah. a, a good life for me definitely includes loud guitars, real guys beating on drums, real guys screaming <laughs> into microphones, a few thousand people with a bunch of tubs of beverages and smelling some some food cooking and, uh, you know, and burning the rule book and throw that in the fire pit and with a little bit of hickory and yeah. uh, drinking it in, you know. Yeah, you, yes, bring in, you bringing that up as, you know, like everybody's talking, going to events, and like this hasn't really been brought up. My, I'm, I'm not traveling right now. Uh, my father's sick, and, and to live that every day, I'm going to spend every moment I can with that old man until the day he dies. To know that Amen. you're doing this, to know that you're going out there in the situation, you know, couldn't Steve, Steve Broyles had said earlier here, you know, very humble man, you just made it even better now that, you know, you're you're apparently making people happy at, every, at these shows, and that's huge. I mean, in all reality, that puts you on a bit of a higher scale for me. So I'm going to miss it. This is going to be the first time in, what, 18 years or yeah. so? I'm not going to be standing at one of them stages this year watching your show because I'm normally – I find a way to always end up there to watch you guys play. So it's awesome, and I give you – you know, I wish you all the best, you know, fighting this, and hopefully things work out for you. But to do this for the people is huge. That's a, that's a oh, big mu- step. Music is the medicine, man. Yeah, right. You know, and I mean now – now more than ever, I mean, between the politics and the pandemic, like we got a lot of healing to do yeah. all over this place, and that that music and that fellowship and stuff—that's that's the only thing that's going to get it done. Yep, I'm anxious to see what it's going to be like. I mean, this is going to be really like one of the the first time that we will be together and playing, and I'm uh, I'm sure there are people like me that are, just feel like a caged animal that are just ready to get let out. And, uh, and I'm sure there's some of those that are, that are afraid and, you know, and, and I, everybody live and you, you know, you do you, but I'm ready to get out of the cage and, uh, I'm ready to play really bad. And, uh, I'm anxious to see what the people they're doing. You know, I want everybody to be safe and feel comfortable, you know, in their own skin and what they need to do and, you know, but I, I mean, I'm ready to rock and I'm, I'm hoping there's some people and there's the opportunity to do, to do it right. You know, I'm not trying to make any political stances, right you know, right. everybody in hairball, we got, our, we got the scope of views within the thing. Sometimes we know when it's time to shut up and focus on what we have and make what we have happen. But uh, between everything we talked about, whether it's, being grateful for things other people have done or whether it is realizing you know uh my own uh mortality and uh realizing why i'm out there doing it there's there's just a million good reasons to get out there and have a good time and party and mean it yeah and uh you guys are giving me goosebumps here. Gee, Chris. <laughs> oh no, dude! I, I, like honestly, I want to tell you how 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 grateful we are to have you on the show tonight because no, I would have never, you know, I knew we were going to talk about the band and the band's yeah. badass and everything else. I didn't never imagine this interview. Like this is no, it's this great been, actually. Yeah, normally we get off and you know in a situation like this, you're like, oh yeah, the that band's was a good cool. Show. Yeah, 
That was okay. No, this is this is inside. We went a little yeah, bit. This is this to, is to what we're the, about. Yeah, yeah, to see the makeup and the act and all that stuff, and to find out the guy behind the guitar, or the guy behind the microphone is the fucking real deal. Is a real yeah. person for a lot of us. That's huge. That means a it's, lot because we do. We've been doing this our whole lives, and a lot of the people yeah. that are tuning in and like we've seen multiple people say, "Amazing guy," um, yeah. that, you know, like uh, what a humble man, like. They don't. We don't get to see this. And Nancy a lot of Williams times, says, "Thanks a lot, Happy Night of the Munchies." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't get to see. Just like a lot of people don't come up and bug us, we don't find our way back to that bus to say, you know, hey man, good show. Because we know it. Then you're pumped up. You're not going to get the answers you want. We don't come up early because we know you're getting ready. But you know, it's like we want. I'm sure more than one of us have wanted to do that. Oh hell yeah! But we dig where you're at too. Just like in the middle of a bike show, you don't come over and say, "Hey, I'm the guy from Hairball. I like your wheels." Because we'll be like, "Dude, get the fuck out of our face!" You know, like <laughs> right. we get it. So and no, we wouldn't. But yeah, you're such an well, angry old bastard. I, I would. You know, I would. But yeah, and I know you would too. You'd be here. Take this and go judge that bike. I know what you'd say to them. But you know, to see that this person's like. Dude, you'd fit right in. I mean, yeah. you're, you're humble, you're real. It would be great to sit down and, you know, Spend break bread with you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That would be fantastic. So Tur- Turkey legs are on us. Yeah, right. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to be there, but you know, the next time I am, I'm coming and finding you with a turkey leg. Trust me. So so I know on, on that first Monday, I know that I'm going to be right there at the front of the stage welcoming you guys back to Daytona and celebrating with you because I can't wait and I can't think of a better way. To kick off a new season and a new and, year. And the last one. Yeah. yeah. It's it's going to be a good one. So I know where I'm going to be that night. <laughs> yes, well, listen, man, again, thank you so much for coming on with us. We're going to cut you loose. We've we've had more than our fair share of time with you. But I would love I'd love to have you guys, you guys come back on. I want to actually spend some time with you in Daytona and get a get a couple, you know, interview clips and stuff that we can bring out to people and, and get to know some more of your bandmates and stuff if we can. Well, we'd love to do that. You just, uh, you, you give me the word, I guess, we'll find a way, you know. I think you know the people to talk to. So uh, I uh, I do sometimes like to get in my zone and get ready before the show. But once the show's over, I, I certainly love to uh, walk and shake hands and take pictures and, and meet the people. And, and I, I told you before, that's kind of part of my inspiration, too, when you... Uh, find out that other people have a lot more to them than what's just at face value. And uh, sometimes, sometimes it's happened on accident that I've uh, maybe done a good thing where uh, a couple, a couple moments have hit me, you know, in my life where all of a sudden I I remember there was a kid that was uh, standing off the side of the stage and I was kind of warming up behind the curtain, but I just, hey man, come on over here. And he, he was he was asking me questions about guitars, and um, I uh, pulled him back and I threw my guitar around his neck, and he was like, "Wow, you know, I, I'm playing this guy's guitar." You know, he, he uh, we talked about my amps, and you know, a guy had come back with them, and you know, you know, later I find out that uh, uh, this kid had a terminal situation. Uh-huh. And, you know, I got messages later, and I'll just never forget that because I didn't know anything about it. But they were, you know, so gracious uh, and happy. And I didn't I didn't have any idea of the weight or the gravity of the situation. Yeah. So I try to keep that in mind that you just never know. 
that person that you're sitting by has got a story, just exactly like what you said about Jay Allen, you know, somebody's here tonight and, you know, they're not interested in your paper cuts and your, your, your little mm. piss party, whatever's wrong or going <laughs> on. It's, somebody's got a big story. That's probably yeah. a lot bigger than yours. And they have a and need. I've, I've been humbled to find a lot of people that have much bigger stories than, than, than I've got. And they just came to the show, the, to this, this event to just, have a good time or what, whatever, whatever they're looking for. You know, they, they don't pay me to bring them down. I'll yeah. tell you that much. It's not what I'm paid for. Mm. Amazing. That's Amazing. awesome. I'm so glad we were able to connect with you tonight. Absolutely. Thank you yeah. so much for your time. Happy. Yeah, well, all right. I'm, you guys got me real excited about this now, so I might have to take a couple of melatonin to just even wind down from there. <laughs> that's, right right that's my new favorite trick, melatonin, man. I, I keep asking yep. Heather every night. I'm like, hey, I'm going to try a couple extra of those tonight. What do you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So listen, tell everybody where they can uh, where they can find more out. Obviously, we have the hairballonline.com up, but um, you guys full complement of social media and the whole deal, too. Yeah, somebody takes care of all of that stuff. You know, I get in trouble on computers and stuff, and I got a five-year-old that'll help me out when I get stuck. <laughs> but uh, you can Google hairball, and there's a cat remedy, and then there's us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the best. Everything up, um, so you guys can find them here through the comments or. <laughs> You know, like he said, just Google it. I don't know. I got a cat. I might need that hairball remedy, so I might just do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you're the best, man. We'll see you in Daytona for sure. And uh, Hey, we appreciate it. Please look me up and, you know, give me a fist bump, and I, I would uh, I would love to give you the full red carpet tour and uh, introduce you to, uh, you know, the rest of the group, and uh, and let's let's have a good time. And, uh, yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe I, I don't even know. I already forgot your name there with the uh, the the beard that gave me the you know I'm not going to be there. I, I you know send your <laughs> let's send uh, my best to you, Dad. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Sturgis. Uh, uh, like I said, Daytona's not going to. And I said I'm going to stay with him as long as I can. So, uh, but the next time I'm I'm out, which definitely will be coming up. Um, yeah, I'll, you're I'll making the right choice because I promise you we're going to be around for a oh, while. Oh yes. So. Yeah. Oh, he's my best so. friend. So. I'll give everything I can to him, so that's that's my plan. So I love that. Well, I appreciate your story. It's it's pretty awesome, and uh, I can't wait to see you guys again. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right, well, thank you for the time. Always always love talking rock and roll. Cool man. See you in Daytona. Happy. See ya. Bye bye. Dude, yeah, that I was... love when interviews are surprising like that. You know, like, and we just said when we were talking to the Havens earlier. We just said, you know, people, you know, she's working for Troy Lee Design. We're yeah. like, well, is it really the best job you ever have? Because people always tell you, you don't want to meet your heroes. You know, you don't want to look yeah. behind the curtain. You don't want them to take off the mask. And here is a cat, like, it's no wonder why he's out at the motorcycle events. He's, yeah. he's just like the rest of yeah, us. He's, he's just legit. like Jay Allen and us and all the, you know, yeah, all the yeah. values and stuff. That's awesome. When you that fit in, so when you fit in, you fit in. Yeah. And that's good because I'll tell you, uh, you know, I, I could carry, I mean, obviously, that was the first time her and Chad had come when she was married to Chad, come to, to Sturgis. All she wanted to do was hairball, hairball, hairball. And I'm like, oh, Christ, for Christ's sake, load her in the lead sled, man. We got her to a damn hairball show to <laughs> shut her the hell up. And like it was awesome to, to finally, yeah. after all these years, see these guys and have that interview and find out that, you know, not an ass hat, 
really like, loves what he does and all that stuff. Definitely, and it, and it really super is. Cool. It really is yeah. like being a kid again, man. Standing at that stage yep. is just something else. And seeing all, like I said, growing up, we've seen all those bands, yep. you know. So yeah, it was. Well, it was I haven't seen cool. as many as your old ass has. Well, you're like a year old younger than me. You're fifty all over again. It's a year, damn it. So listen, man. Hey, this is uh, Shop Talk. Every Sunday we go live with this show, nine p.m. Eastern, through the courtesy of the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. We got a couple more things to hit you guys with, including a tech tip from our good friends over at Twin Power. We're gonna hit that real quick and come back and wrap up the show. Don't go anywhere. Let's check out the tech with James Simonelli. today about our high performance chain conversion kits. You know, it seems like everyone's hot riding their V-twins these days. You're all out there doing wheelies and burnouts and generally riding like hooligans. I shouldn't condone that sort of behavior, but um, I might say I could have done that myself a time or two. Of course, we would never do that on a public street or highway, right? Okay, that being said, you're gonna break your drive belt. It's not if, it's when. But don't worry, it'd be a perfect time to convert over to a much stronger, much more reliable rear chain drive. We offer these twin power chain drive conversion kits for many models. This is our 217452, has a retail price of $219. This kit fits 86 to 06 FLs, 86 to 2000 FXRs, 91 to 05 Dynas, and 91 to 03 Sportsters. So the fitment range is pretty wide on these. Starting with the sprockets, our sprockets are heavy USA made sprockets by PBI, the best name in the business. Front sprocket is electroless nickel plated and heat treated. Um, important thing about our sprockets, we use the wider belt drive style spline, which uses the nut retention plate rather than just a set screw, so you get more spline engagement for more strength. Of course, we include a new seal, a new quad seal, the plate and a grade eight hardware to hold it on. The rear sprocket is steel. Um, big difference than a lot of our competitors' kits. Steel is real. That's what you need for extended street use. A aluminum sprocket might be great on a drag bike. It's not gonna hold up on the street. These sprockets are a pretty unique finish. It's a zinc finish with a translucent black powder coat over it. Also, you'll notice there's a small register on one side if you're using a three-quarter axle wheel. The other side's got a larger register for the later style seal bearing wheels with the one-inch axle, so very, very versatile. Rear sprocket hardware, also grade eight, very high quality. Um, the kits are bolted on, the chain is not included. You can use your favorite 530 chain. We recommend our severe duty Z-ring chain. So our part number 435236 retails for $179.95. It's got 11,200 pound tensile strength, so it's a real severe duty chain, really up to the task. It'll take whatever you guys can dish out. Ride safe, have fun, and thanks for watching. All right, so thanks to James oh, and the. Uh, yeah, and and like I'm surprised he kept a straight face when he was talking about he might have done a done something like that a a, a time or two because he was James, one of the really? hell raisers. He tried to break every motorcycle he ever put a leg over. Don't let him I kid know. you. 
And it's the last time he called, he's like, hey, I have this drag bike I want to sell, Chris. I'm like, you're not allowed to talk to Chris. So listen, I put up in the comments, we need one of those uh, those chain conversions for our FXR project. So put that on the list Oh, in the chat. But listen, man, I want to thank you guys for... um, lending us your headspace for the evening and you know thanks to to all of our guests from tonight this was an incredible show if you guys are digging what we're doing here like i said every sunday 9 p.m eastern we go live with this but we also do two other shows we produce uh coast to coast with chris simmons and michael lichter on tuesdays at 9 p.m and jason sims and mr rob nussbaum our associate producer at source media we uh produce the their show we produce, yeah, the Flannel Mafia. We produce their show, Cannonball Chronicles, on Wednesdays. But there's not just that. But wait, there's more. Oh, but Can wait. I get an amen? Amen. Groovy. <laughs> but wait. Right? Wait, listen. I thought he burned. Groovy. Yeah, that, baby. That's a little creepy. Yeah, baby. It's groovy. Groovy. So there is more. Um, if you guys are watching us through the courtesy of the um choppertown network choppertown has incredible programs some from rick fairless some from jody pirowitz and dave um they got some great pre-recorded segments that they do lots of live coverage make sure you check them out gina woods and her show from open road um support this stuff because there's a lot of good people behind it and it takes a mountain of work to have this happen and uh and we appreciate Sharing is caring. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. So hit the like and share button. Set your calendars, your clocks, your radio alarm for 9 p.m. every Sunday when we will go live with another episode of Shop Talk. Until then, stay safe, be cool, follow Happy's advice. Man, go out there and make a difference. Amen. Till next time, same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.